This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.Church forward slash lowercase south, because apparently uppercase south doesn't work, Dave. Uppercase south is, is ineffective. Well, use lowercase then. It's important. Yes. Bethlehem.Church forward slash lowercase south. Today on this social distanced Zoom edition of the podcast, we have Stacy Thorpe. Stacy, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you. Stacy, we ask all of our interviewees random questions. So, Stacy, I want to know what you think about the Lord of the Rings movies. Wow. Um, I love them. I've read all the books. They're not as good as the books, but I do love the movies. Extended edition is yes. the only option. Okay. Yes. What What is your favorite scene from any of the three Lord of the Rings movies? The one that affects you the most as you watch it, even as you think about it right now. Oh man. The first thing that's coming to mind. Um, there's a there's probably a lot, but the first thing that's coming to mind is the scenes with Galadriel, um, the elf queen, just how she is like maybe because I aspire to be like her, like just her penetrating gaze, um, and just how she can see you know what their thoughts and hearts are, um, and is able to speak to them. So <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind, but there are other ones, of course. Wow. So that is so, a, you, that is a counselor for you. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember when Galadriel like freaks out when Frodo shows her the one ring and she's like, I could be a god or whatever. And she's like flowing green. Do you aspire yes. to that as well? Like that level of angst no. and power? No, no. I, I hope not. No, that no. Okay. Okay. So you will go and the sun will set in the west for you, Elvin Queen, Stacy Thorpe. Well, we're here talking about Stacy's ministry and counseling at South Campus, her Galadriel-like ministry um, at, at South Campus, um, penetrating gaze and all that. Yeah, and so Stacy, just an initial question. Um, how did you, you know, get to be involved in counseling formally? Like what kind of what kind of training did you receive? What kind of aspirations even before the training did you have? Just walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, I didn't really have any aspirations initially. Um, I've My undergrad is in education, and I've always been drawn to personal ministry um, in like small groups and like one-on-one settings. And so I think like a little over four years ago, I signed up for my first CCEF class. Uh, the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. The downtown campus was hosting some of their classes, and I signed up for Dynamics of Biblical Change, and I took that class four years ago. And I, it was not an overstatement to say that it was life-changing. I mean, I've been a Christian since I was 14, and so, um, you know, I've walked with the Lord a long time, but something about that, like how he used that class in my life um, helped me understand how 
God's word connects with our lives um, and then how that equips us to care for others. And so that was like the what propelled me to keep going and um, taking CCEF courses and then eventually transferred those into Westminster Seminary's Masters of Counseling program. And I graduated um, from there in May. So, Stacy, what about uh, you? Did you get to graduate in person? No, I didn't. I it was online. That was a huge, yeah, grief to me this spring that I wasn't able to do that. But I did want to add um, another huge part of my counseling formation was doing an internship with Redemption Twin Cities and being able to actually like learn alongside people that were counseling in a formal setting. And then to start doing it myself, that was just an invaluable part of that training process. So, did you? Uh, I mean, I know that's been a little bit of a journey for you too to think about doing counseling ministry within the church. Tell us about you know why, why, why do you want to do it in the church, and and uh, why why does that matter to you? Yeah, I've always um, had a heart for the local church and Peter and I have always been really invested in the local church that we've been a part of. And so, you know, biblical counseling, um, especially through the CCEF um, curriculum, it's really grounded and intended to be happening in the local church. And of course, there's always a place for counseling organizations outside of the church because there's such a need for people to receive that kind of care. But if you can have something within the church and the church community, like really the community that the church can provide for caring for people um, is invaluable. You can't get that anywhere else. And a counseling center can't provide that. A counselor can't really provide that the way a church can, just being in community, loving one another, bearing one another's burdens. It's the only yeah, outside of a, you know, physical nuclear family, there's no other replica for that. So um, when the opportunity came along to do this in the church, it just was a huge privilege and something I was really excited about transitioning to do. Amen. We are very glad that you're yeah, in the role you are now, Stacey. Um, one quick question before we move on, uh, kind of from your you know, your training and other things like that. So you're listening to the podcast, you're at South Campus, and you're like, Stacy Thorpe, she's the Galadriel level counselor. And she uh, has a lot of resources and a lot of studying that she's done. Let's say that there is just a resource, one resource, one author, perhaps, that you would just say, like, um, you found to be exceptionally helpful, maybe not for necessarily equipping to counseling, but understanding the entire concept of soul care and other things like that. Is there an author or maybe a particular book that you're just like, you're listening to this podcast, be sure to read this if you haven't read this. Whoa, that's really hard. <laughs> particular to counseling. I mean, I guess I would say anything by David Paulison, uh, the late David Paulison. Um, he just, oozes wisdom and humility and um, he really presents a picture of what I was just describing of counseling and care happening within the local church and makes a big case for that like 
he has one journal article called counseling is the church um things like that so i guess that would be my first thought so what is it stacy that you actually do on a day-to-day -day basis um are you always 100 percent of your time just like counseling people one-on-one -on -one? are there other things you do when you actually do get to counsel what is it that you do that's a good question my kids were asking me that the other day too what do you actually do mom um <laughs> so i would say my role is kind of divided up into three areas i do do some counseling but i i need to keep that fairly somewhat limited in order to do the other things that are also part of my role so i do some counseling which is a joy to do and walk with people closely um, through hard things and then another part of my role is overseeing care that's happening um, whether that be other, you know, lay counselors that we have, like overseeing what they're doing and checking in with them, um, or our marriage mentors. We have a marriage mentoring ministry where we've paired up couples overseeing that and checking in with them. And then the third aspect is equipping. And so that's something I get really excited about is equipping other people to care, not necessarily to counsel, but just to care well for each other, whether that be in small groups or the other context for relationships that people have. So those are kind of the three main elements that in the midst of, you know, regular meetings with staff and things like that, um, that all of us are a part of. So. Yeah. So maybe talk to us a little bit. You, you, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but tell us about how you think about counseling and then how that interacts with just care in general at the South campus. So you and I work together on a, uh, self-care plan. Tell, tell us how counseling fits into that and then how you see kind of the rest of it serving counseling as well. How do those things interact? Yeah. Um, well, kind of like I alluded to before, one of the benefits of having a counseling ministry in the church is that the church is a community. It is a family. And a lot of the people, you know, whether that be people that I see um, or that end up counseling outside of the church, a lot of them just don't have um, a close relationship or a person that they can share these hard things with. And so um, what the church can offer is this community through small groups or, you know, Chitis 2 groups or other things like that, that provide care for people um, that a counselor really can't even do, like even if you met with them one hour a week that's that's fairly limited in what even a counselor can do but through these other means of like community care we call it um people are able to receive and give care to others and so then um hopefully if people are involved in some kind of a setting like that if other things come up or if there's like ongoing struggles um hardships in life that someone is just really having a hard time processing or the small group or whatever is just not quite enough, then that's when I would say someone could reach out for counseling, just get a little bit more focused and in-depth um, care and support for whatever their struggle is. And we would ideally include, you know, someone from the small group in that care just so there's continuity going on and, and things like that. But um, that's, I think the overall vision. And then I, I should also add that 
if someone reached out for counseling and either myself or one of the pastors or elders felt like it needed even someone like professional, professional, you know, licensed counseling care, then we would certainly help someone, you know, find that resource or make a referral, you know, to a trusted um, person for something like that. So there's a step beyond what we're able to provide sometimes too, as far as like the expert care that might be needed in certain situations, but we're here to at least like help navigate that with you and walk you through that. Right. And what, I've, what I've appreciated about you is that even when, even when we do that, you know, uh, we still keep our eyes on it and you still have been good about having plans for how to still continue to walk with people, even if, you know, they're receiving uh, counseling somewhere else, you're still eager to make a plan for them. So another way to say it is you, you're, you're kind of seeing counseling in the role of the church is just another part of making disciples, of making whole followers of Jesus. Um, as you as you do that, uh, you and I obviously sit in lots of counseling uh, meetings together. And But as you see these cases come in and you see people come in with hurts, Maybe you could just tell us what, what kinds of things are you seeing as prevalent in, in this day and age? Like, what are, what are people struggling with? Um, are there any particular things in 2020 that seem, you know, more prevalent than before? And one of the reasons I ask is because, you know, we often think we're the only ones uh, that, that feel these things. And so maybe you could list some of those common things that you're seeing. Sure. I think one of the most frequent things that we see is just people having troubles in relationships with others and whether that be in a marriage relationship or a family. Um, it could be even like with a friend, you know, a friendship that's broken down or something. Um, a lot of them are hurts and hard things in relationships. And that I guess shouldn't be surprising just that God made us relational beings. And so when there's conflict or when there's hurt, it's going to really affect us and, and be, be hard to work through. Um, so that's one thing for sure. I would say with 2020 being as hard and yeah, um, challenging as it's been in different ways, I think there's a lot of grief. So maybe just general suffering, but this year in particular grief, um, maybe just yeah, a sadness over the brokenness of the world and it being hard. Um, and then along with that, like depression and anxiety um, through those things is pretty common. So if someone's someone's feeling those things, um, which you said are pretty common, I'll uh, may, maybe help anyone that's listening know, when do I go from you know, I'm, I'm hanging with my small group and I'm in the word and I'm in prayer and I'm getting help. And when do I go from that to maybe, maybe a counseling session or two would be helpful. How, how can they begin to determine that? Yeah, I think for sure. Number one, if, if you're feeling really isolated and like, you just don't have anybody you feel like you can talk to, that's my first main reason for reaching out for some counseling. And Along with that, I think if what you're doing or what you've tried in addressing your issue, if it's just not working, if it's been going on for a long time, um, 
also if if it's starting to affect kind of your day-to-day life and productivity and like consuming your thoughts and feelings I would say reach out for just some you know I'd be happy to meet with someone you know once or twice at least just to help like point you in a good you know right direction and for a resource or connect you up with someone else to walk with you through that um and so that doesn't necessarily mean that if we meet that it's going to end up in ongoing counseling, but just to kind of help you navigate, um, you know, what a good next step would be. So those are some things I would say to look for. Would you say that counseling, uh, as you just conceived it and talked about it, um, it's kind of just normal? Or would you say that it's more extraordinary? Like, so if I'm listening to this podcast and I've never uh, seen a counselor and never been to counseling um, potentially that could feel kind of like I either I don't need it or, you know, if I do need it, I'm a particular kind of Christian that's uh, a lower rung or less healthy than other Christians. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I would say counseling, biblical counseling is giving and receiving biblical wisdom and care. And so if you define it like that, like we all need that, I need that. Um, And I think at just at certain points in life, when things are hard, we could all need more formal care at different times. And so those things happen informally, like um, the giving and receiving of biblical wisdom and care, hopefully are happening in small groups and friendships within the church. But again, um, with some of the things I shared earlier, if there's ongoing patterns and it's not getting better and things maybe just a little bit more focused help and care can can um help you know reorient you to the lord and and connect you with other things and so it's definitely not for like the weak or like the really broken um because you know the scriptures that we like to use you know in counseling you know the second corinthians one verses about um God comforting us in all of our afflictions, like it kind of levels the playing field. Like we're all, you know, ministering out of the comfort that we've received. So we're all equal. It's not like healthy doctor and sick patient. That's not the really the model that we're going with. It's like brothers and sisters helping one another in different, you know, ways. And we're all equal before the Lord. Amen. Any ambitions for 2021? Or modifications for council? I mean, you know, COVID. Hey, our favorite. No, but I mean, ambitions beyond COVID for uh, 2021 for building counseling ministry at South Campus. Where would you like to see it go? What would you like to see happen? Yeah, I would love to just, I think, keep seeing people in the church be equipped to care for one another. Um, Like maybe just take it like one step deeper. Um, meaning like being comfortable walking with people through really hard things. And I think a lot of our people do that and really do care for people well. Then there are some issues that are a little bit harder to do that with. And so I think to see people continue to be equipped in their different circles or groups, I would love to have a few more, maybe not counselors, but just people that can walk closely with someone like in a one-on-one role, provide care for them. A couple other things coming up that I'm thinking about for 2020 is looking at starting a support group in January. I think just to process some of the things that we've gone through in this difficult 2020 year, 
just different ways that people have gone through suffering. That's one thing I'm thinking and praying about. And then I'll just put in a little plug for the marriage retreat, which is going to be on God's design and um, plan for intimacy and marriage. And depending on where things are at with COVID, maybe it'll be in person, maybe it'll be hybrid, maybe it'll be all online. I'm not sure yet, but it's just something that we've seen come up in different situations and things. And so I think it's just an important topic to address and to talk through with people. So just want to put in a plug for that. So who, um, who is your lead expert on intimacy at the South Campus that you're going to have speak at this retreat? Um, Dave Zuliger. So Galadriel on one end and lead expert for intimacy, Dave Zuliger at the other end. We're pretty well covered here at South Campus. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that as an official title. <laughs> lead expert for intimacy. <laughs> That's great. So are there ways that we can pray for you uh, besides the fact that you have to work with us? Uh, pray for <laughs> Stacy every day that she has to work with um, Daniel and Dave. But apart from that, just ways that we can pray for counseling ministry and for you particularly. Yeah, thank you. Um, I would say for me, I always, yeah, always ask for wisdom um, when I'm caring for people, just how to love them well, what they need, like what, what, um, how to point them to the Lord and what they're walking through. For the counseling ministry, you could pray for others that are being equipped to walk with people and, and then pray for the people that we're meeting with. Like, it's not something that, you know, you can share about or publicize. Um, the things that God's doing, but God is really working in people's lives. Like even despite this hard year, we've seen God, I'll say miraculously work in situations in people's hearts. And it's, it's really awesome. And so um, just keep praying for that. And because it, it's going to be by his spirit that these things happen. It's not going to be through me or whoever. Um, so just pray for more of that, like more, of conforming people to his image. Um, those are the things I can, I'd say. Amen. Stacy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you guys. <laughs>